0: Joining us right now is someone um, who I know had a bittersweet week this week, and that is uh, Bill Latson, uh, because he knows his friend was saluted mightily uh, throughout the game of baseball, but we lost Frank Robinson. Bill, uh, thank you for coming on. Uh, We know Frank Robinson was a pretty special person to Bill Latson.
1: Yes, he was. Uh, He really helped me out a lot. Uh, He's my baseball mentor, without a doubt, and... uh I wasn't surprised that he passed away because I knew since November that something was wrong. So, uh, yeah, this was expected, and, um, you know, I know he's in heaven right now.
0: When when you say uh, he was your baseball mentor, can you talk about, I, I read your column the other day, but it didn't start out so warmly between the two of you, right? Which, which <laughs> no, is almost <laughs> always the case with every story about Frank. It was like Frank got in my face.
2: Yeah. And and Frank Frank probably told him the same thing that I've told him several times during the course of our relationship.
1: Right, you're right. Exactly, Craig. Well, what happened was, uh, you know, when I started on the Expo's beat, uh, I started November 1st, 2002. Uh, the first thing I wanted to do, I wanted to talk to Frank Robinson, so I tried to contact him. I already had his phone number. So I was trying to get him for two weeks and didn't return my call. So then finally uh Maybe after the fifteenth time <laughs> he answered the phone, and I'll never forget it. He said, "Bill Latson, you are a pain in the butt," <laughs> and he it, and he hung up on me. And I, I tell you, I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. I was scared, and I, I was I was shaken. But then, by the time we got to spring training, it was a totally different story. We started having. uh Long conversations, and uh, from that point on, it was really great.
0: When you say he was your mentor, what sorts of things did he teach you?
1: Well, he taught me, number one, that batting average wasn't that important. He was not into batting average. Um, He was was into RBIs and uh, run scored and and all that good stuff. You know, things that change the scoreboard. Mm Mm-hmm. And when it came to pitchers, for example, he was not into strikeouts. The only thing he wanted the pitcher to do was have a good location, which meant basically no strikes. And, uh, you know, he really taught me a lot. And I can tell you another time, um, he always seemed to know the person's personality. And the person that comes to mind is Javier Vasquez. Um, You know, him and Vasquez really didn't get along. And I remember when he was traded to the Yankees, he predicted that uh, Vasquez would not do well. He said the the media spotlight would get on him. Mm -hmm. And it turned out uh, that was the case. He didn't do well in New York. And uh, the Yankees let him go, as you remember, after one year. And uh, I said, wow, man, Frank called that one. So he seemed to know uh, people pretty well.
2: You want to talk about respect. Uh, Bill, you and I covered this team since its inception in D.C. Remember the day uh, that Frank went to the man? I, I want to say it was Tomo Oka. It was Oka. It was Oka, yeah. <laughs> Frank goes to take the ball from him, and Oka just kind of flipped the ball in the air, and Frank caught it. And then he Oka's heading to the dugout, and Frank says, Get back here. Oka, yeah, goes, Oka, Oka were, goes Oka goes back. He's gonna hand me the
1: ball. <laughs> and he right, e- exactly. And he, and he snatched the ball from Oka. He snatched yeah. it from. And yeah. uh, I remember that so well. And then Oka was traded. Traded uh, the
2: next day, wasn't he? Yeah, and,
1: uh, a couple <laughs> of days later, not too long after
2: that. So that was I remember that well. That was
0: Tomo Oka throwing the glove down. That was yeah. His that version. was <laughs> that,
2: that was his version of uh, last year. Uh throwing throwing the glove John down. John Kelly. John Kelly, yeah, he throws yeah. the glove down. Now
0: he's gone. In
2: in in the blowout game, I guess, and he was asked to come in and finish out the ninth inning and he gave up a three run homer and he just slammed the glove down and that was it. The next day he was trained.
1: <laughs> right. Correct. Correct. I remember that.
0: We're talking with Bill Latson of MLB dot com. Bill, uh, one of the things that I've, I haven't have heard others mention, but every opportunity I've had to mention it, I mentioned sort of measuring Frank Robinson's career from player to coach to player manager to the front office and then to an executive within the league. The only thing he didn't really do was become a general manager or an owner. But when you look at at the width and breadth of his career, there are very few people. It's a very rarefied list of people that accomplished what he did in the game. Oh, there's no question
1: about it. I mean, usually with great players, they end up being coaches or ambassadors, but that was not the case of Frank Robinson. Frank Robinson kept himself busy, man. I mean, people forget that he was once the head of the Arizona Fall League, uh, when it during its inception. And uh, he was also, you know, like uh, the guy who, you know, gave fines to players for fights and all that stuff. I mean, it was uh, it was a great career. I mean, uh, you know, you know, he, he told me many times he could have kept playing because you know he was close to 700 home runs, but he didn't want to do that. He wanted to become a manager, and you know, you saw him become that manager in Puerto Rico. And then he became finally became that manager with Cleveland. So it, it was a great career. Great man. You know, it wasn't a great managerial career. But one thing you can say about a Frank Robinson team, they always hustled. And, uh, you know, they, they never gave up. So uh, that's the one thing I, I loved about Frank Robinson.
2: Yeah, we just had Eddie Epstein on, uh, who used to work for the Orioles in 88, 89, 90s. Last job. Uh, He was uh, a director of statistics, Stan, right? That was the – Director of research research and statistics. statistics. He was the first
0: guy hired by a major league team that really worked in that area.
2: In that area. And, you know, he helped Frank out quite a bit. But I got to tell you, that whole stretch when Frank was the manager of the Orioles. So uh, I I told Stan the story earlier. I said, you know, they fired Cal Senior after six games. And along about the – during the 0-21 start to that year, about the 15th game, Frank just looked at all of us after losing about 10 straight, and he goes, gee, Cal Sr. got canned after six games. I wonder how long they're going to keep me. <laughs> so wow. He, he so he winds up going through the 107-loss season, and then next year, of course, the why not year, where they take the Blue Jays all the way down the wire for the American League East title. And then, you know, in 90 – The club regresses in 91. I'm on the warning track right outside the Orioles dugout at Memorial Stadium. And Rick Vaughn at that time was the assistant PR director to Bob Brown. Right. And Frank was over by the batting cage. And Rick comes to the top step of the dugout and says, hey, Frank, they want to see you. And, and Frank comes walking by me, and as he comes by me, he looks down, smiles, and gives me the throat slash <laughs> symbol. Like, he knows, he knows this is
0: it. <laughs> I, heard, I, heard, I heard a great story last night. Mel Anton told this story. on. Uh, he told it off the air, and there's no reason he couldn't have told it. But Rick Vaughn, apparently, this and this wasn't during the bad year, but, uh-huh. but Rick Vaughn had a piece the Sun did about him. Mm-hmm. and Rosenthal came in and says, Frank, when Rick Vaughn gets here, why don't you tell him how pissed off you are that he's out getting publicity for himself yep, Right? when when the, his job is to get publicity for the team and the players? Uh-huh. And they did. And, and and he Frank lit into him in front of Mel, Ken Rosenthal, Justice, like three yeah, or four right, guys, right, right. and he goes – your job is to is not to be getting publicity for yourself and he said Rick was like well they they asked me to do he goes well damn it you you're supposed to get publicity for us <laughs> and he said he said he said Rick Vaughn like took took the bite and was like took, took the hook, yeah, he took the hook. <laughs> we're talking with wow. Bill, we're talking with Bill Latson, some of the funny stories about uh, Frank Robinson um um uh, and
2: Craig, go the, one, ahead. the one, the one, and we we referenced this story earlier, uh, the Matt Lacroix story in 06 against the Astros. Uh, when right. you, I, and I said to Stan, I said Bill walks in the interview room and he looks at Frank. He says, "Frank, you look like you just lost your best friend." And then Frank basically s- starts to to weep and cry a little bit and uh, told ex- the story. Told of- the story and and you know the the fact that uh, he winds up. You're having to pull Lacroix in the seventh inning of that game,
1: correct? And uh, yeah, that was yeah. You know, that's the sensitive side of Frank Robinson. I mean, he cared about people. He really did. And you know what? Even though he had problems with umpires, I got news for you. He cared about umpires. Mm-hmm. He did. Mm-hmm. Like I can remember one time. I forget who the umpire was. It was really hot out there at RFK. And it looked like the umpire was about to collapse, and Frank admitted that he was scared that he might collapse because of the heat, and he was hoping that the umpire was okay. But listen, I, I've seen him care about umpires as well, so he really cared about.
0: Them. Yeah, one of the funniest stories, and unfortunately, we can't really tell the story on the air. Was was not was not directly out of the mouth of Frank Robinson, but it was out of the mouth of Doug Rader. Mm-hmm. And I don't know – uh, I know Craig's going to know it in a second. Mike Devereaux on a Friday night hits a home oh, run yeah. in, the, in the 10th or 11th inning to win a game, and it, apparently I was not at that game. And it wrapped around the foul pole. But Doug Radar, the manager then of the Angels, was sure that it didn't wrap around. He thought went it, foul. He, he thought it yeah. sliced around uh, foul. And the next night they come out to uh, – to, to uh, exchange the lineup cards, and I don't think Frank came out that night, but no. Doug Rader comes out, and he's out there 10 seconds with the umpires, and the home plate umpire throws him out of the game, or the third base umpire throws him out of the game. Apparently, um, uh, Doug had said something <laughs> derogatory about the ump, implying that uh, Frank Robinson was uh, – Given some favors or doing some favors,
2: yeah, to get that
0: call, and it is one of the funniest um, off-color comments uh, I've ever heard. I mean, when and, we and tell and when Bill, we, I told you that story before. When we tell that story, we are on the floor laughing.
2: Yeah, and and but the bottom line to it was, I've never seen really. I never. Well, you know what? I think Earl probably got tossed before a game uh, at one point in time, but I, I know it's the first time I'd ever seen it in person where. Doug Rader just came out. He handed the lineup card to the umpire, and the umpire looked at the lineup card because something was written on the umpire's lineup card. That's right. It was written. It was written, and as soon as the umpire read it, he tossed Rader out of the game. It was great. That was great. Wow.
0: That was great. One of my all-time favorite stories, but Frank Robinson's name is in what was written on that. uh, Boy, that would be a, a lineup card that I would to love save, to yeah, to yeah, get a hold of. Right.
2: Yeah, <laughs> You have Ripken's lineup card where right. he's taken out of the lineup, Phil Regan, right? right. You'd love to have that lineup yeah. card. No question. Uh, about Bill, it. let me ask you something. You, you, we we talk about Frank, and, and I think it's safe to say the soft side, of, a lot of people. Uh, I'm sorry? I didn't
1: say anything. I think mean,
0: oh, okay. he's picking up like walkie-talkies on his yeah. phone or something
2: anyway, like that. Anyway, uh, the – when you think about Frank and you think about the legacy, there's, I, I feel kind of fortunate because, as Stan said a while ago, you got, like, got to see the side of Frank that not a lot of people really know about, and that's the soft side. And when whether you're talking about charity work in the community, what he does for certain organizations, and just basically the way he treats people once he gets to know you— uh, I think that's something that just can't be understated. He, he, You really don't get a chance to see that if you didn't get to know Frank Robinson.
1: I think it's safe to say, uh, in my case anyway, that Frank Robinson took care of me. And, uh, you know, whenever I needed a, 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 to call him on the phone, he was always there. I mean, like, um, for example, if I needed to talk to him early, I had to get him early in the morning because, you know, he lived in Los Angeles. And I had to get him like uh, 7 in the morning because he, he was going to the golf course early. So he, he was always around. And, uh, uh, you know, I have nothing but great things to say about Frank Robinson. Now, did we have this agreement? There's no question about it. And that's the one thing I'm, I'm proud of is that I never went behind Frank's back. I always told him how I felt. He never had to hear it from anybody else but me.
0: So, um, well, that's a lesson, uh, That's a life lesson that he taught you, I'm sure. You
1: that's know, correct. To, to, I, no, do I,
0: the, to do it the right way. Yeah, That's
1: correct, and uh, it, it was fun. It was fun to deal with
0: him. Before we let you go, we'd be remiss with spring training opening in the next four or five days in most cities uh, down in Florida and Arizona uh, where spring trainings are held. Uh, Machado and Harper, what's the latest you're hearing? How serious is San Francisco's interest in Harper? And how serious are the Yankees still interested in Machado?
1: You know what? I'll be honest with you. I think uh, regarding uh, Machado, um, you know, I went to the Summer Munson dinner recently, and, and uh, Aaron Boone said they're sticking with the players that they have. Okay. Um, do do I agree with that? I mean, yeah, because, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, they pretty much said they're not going to spend the money. And regarding uh, Harper, I don't know. I, I just don't, uh, you know, I, I think that San Francisco is going to be a viable option. I mean, Buster Posey has already said, sign heart. So, um, I mean, that could be a, a good fit. But then again, um, you know, the ballpark is not fit for home run hitter. So we'll, we'll see.
0: All right. Uh, we, we really greatly appreciate your coming on and talking about your friend and the man you covered for a long time, Frank Robinson, Bill. You got it, anytime. All Thanks right. a lot, Bill. We'll talk soon. Okay. Take Bill Latson.